Here we go. Just remember, I have mute power over here. Yeah, you do have mute power. This one music was music. I know it. It was much better when I saw Jernigan concert this year. Oh, I'm, at uh, Great Southern Bank Arena. That was quite a show. I bet that was better yes. than Chris and Alex singing a little bit. Journey song. Uh, not much, but a little bit. Hey, uh, welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. We've got Senator Bill Eigel on the phone with us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm gr- well. I'm a little bit worse now that I heard that journey impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm doing pretty good. You bet. I'm doing pretty good. Other than that, life is good. Out. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll we'll leave uh, the journey to the music stations. I guess we won't we won't do it here. Um, wow. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit about a couple of the different things. Um, I think I heard you speak the other day on the Gary Nolan show that follows us here on Wake Up Springfield, and it just triggered me. And I'm like, okay, I want to dive into this a little bit more. A little bit about me. I've been involved with the Chamber of Commerce world for years, and served on City Council and Nixa for a long time. And, and economic development is is big for me. It's it's one of my passions. I love to help businesses grow. I like to help them thrive. I've helped a lot of businesses in and around the Nixa area find locations to to bring in their businesses, help guide them through the process. And as you know, it is the, the government causes you know a little few steps when it comes to opening up new business, doesn't it? Mm, well, yeah, sure it does. Well, of course, we lost these jobs. Uh, the Tyson plants closing, and I know that they closed four throughout the state of Missouri. And I don't know if that's the bigger picture or not. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Is there something that you think that, because I, and let me back up. I, I think our Missouri Department of Economic Development is doing a fantastic job. I really, truly do. And I also want to know, do you think there's something else that we could have been doing to retain those jobs or attract new businesses to Missouri? So uh, it could be that we have a little bit of a disagreement on uh, the, the role of government here. A lot of times when, when I hear the term economic development, uh, I, I, it, that is referring to incentive packages or benefits packages that are offered to specific companies in order to incentivize them to move or stay in a particular area. Correct. Uh, I think that that is I think that is the absolute wrong approach uh, when it comes to government. Government shouldn't be in the business of picking certain companies to get certain benefits. Uh, that other companies don't get. In fact, if we believe that all citizens and all business businesses ought to be treated equal, there's nothing further from that reality than having government go in and say, yeah, you know, General Motors deserves a benefit that this other company doesn't get, or, or this company over here deserves something that this other company doesn't get. I think we should treat all businesses the same. And if we want to attract businesses to either come to Missouri or stay in Missouri, uh, whether it's Tyson or anybody else, we ought to be providing uh, tax uh, a reduction to the tax burden across the board. So, Let's talk about Tyson a little bit. <clears throat> and those two plants that they had down in both of those areas, they have a ton of equipment that they probably have to pay personal property tax on. Well, Missouri is, it happens to be one of the minority of states that still charges people rent for the, own, for, the, for the crime of owning equipment and for the crime of owning cars. I think that's one of the things we've got to get rid of if we want to avoid the next Tyson disaster. I don't think that this question of Tyson had anything to do with any Department of Economic Development somewhere that maybe didn't offer enough special benefits for Tyson. We just don't have an environment in Missouri that attracts and retains quality employers uh, for the people of the state. And, and unfortunately, the Republican brand has been hijacked by this kind of chamber of, chamber of commerce mentality that thinks, hey, if we can just offer enough targeted incentives to enough companies, we could be successful. Well, the reality is we offer more of those, more of those incentives per capita in the state than any other state in the union and we are stagnating in growth. So we need to go back to focus on the big Republican principles of reducing government, of cutting the tax burden, and growing the state. There's a reckoning coming for precisely the status quo that wants to keep us in this mindset of let's take individually, company by company, 
and try to bribe them to stay or come to this state, that's not going to work, and it hasn't worked for the past twenty years. Oh man, you are you're you're, you're like bringing it. You're bringing the heat today, Senator Heigl. That's a, <laughs> that's absolutely. I want to I want to ask you about this. Like we talk about personal property taxes, and I mean we've been talking about this and debating this for years. What's it going to take to get rid of this? I mean, why are we continuing to be taxed on the stuff that we've already paid tax on once, twice, three times? The lady, what what's going to take to get rid of that? It's going to take Republicans acting like Republicans. I mean, every two years, Republicans go through big campaign cycles where they tell the people of this state that we're going to cut the tax burden, we're going to make government smaller, we will believe in limited government, and every single time they get into office and they do something entirely different. Look at Governor Parson. Governor Parson has grown spending in this state more in the six years that he's been governor than any other governor in the history of the state of Missouri, including every Democrat governor combined going back to the founding of the state. That's not what we promised in campaign season. We need to be cutting. I had a bill that was one step away from doing the first personal property tax cut ever, and it got derailed because a bunch of status quo special interests were more worried about expanding sports gambling in this state than they were about cutting the personal property tax burden. So it's really simple. We just need Republicans to start acting like Republicans, and we have a huge problem in Jefferson City of Republicans simply saying one thing in campaign season and doing something else. That's why people hate politicians. That's why the trust level between elected officials and, and, and folks in Jefferson City uh, or uh, folks around the state are so low. We've got to change that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. And, and you know, I, I understand what you're saying for sure when it comes to things like, you know, ta- I mean, for, for absolutely taxing the equipment that's inside of the building. That, that to me blows my mind that every time that I know that a business has to go through that. And I will say this is that I do. I, I do, I do understand where you're coming from when it comes to overburdening and overtaxing these, these companies. And it makes, it does make it hard in some cases for us to attract the bigger businesses or the bigger manufacturers to, to come into Missouri. And that is a big challenge. But I will say this too, in, in, in defense to chambers and economic development offices. Well, I won't say in defense. I, I'll just say this is that the, we have had, had so many times that people like all of a sudden, like they walk in the door and they go, we want to get a building permit. And, and then next thing you know, the economic de- development offices are in some cases taking credit for it when they had nothing to do with it. When all of a sudden somebody said, well, I just want to open up and I found this piece of property. So I, I don't always say the economic development offices do do everything and, and do, are all the all the all the savior, if you will, of bringing in businesses. The truth is, when they find a place that they like, they show up and they build, they get a building permit or a business permit and they move in. So there is some of that that happens, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the fact that uh, it, it's kind of interesting that we have to have, if we ever find ourselves in a situation where we have to have a Department of Economic Development just so businesses can can get a business permit or, or, or sign up for whatever they have to do, I've had, that in and of itself is an indictment that we've got too much government around here. Uh, if, if businesses have to work with government just to figure out how to work with government to, to open their business, we got too much government. We've got too much money going to government. And, and, and the two objective measures, let's go back to the very basic. Well, the two objective measurements of the size and scope of government are how much tax dollars they spend and how many rules and regulations that a citizen or businesses has to comply with in order to uh, stay out of jail or not get fined by the tax man. And by both of those measures, just in general, by both of those measures, government in this state has never been bigger than it is right now, by a long shot. And who's responsible for that? Republicans are responsible for that. That did something different in campaign season than what they what they what they something different than what they promised in campaign season versus what they did once they got into power. We've got to turn that around. And if we just vote for the status quo in twenty twenty four for the next governor of the state, we're just going to get more of the same. 
Hey, let me ask you this. You know, you talk about Governor Parson having the spending the most money than any other governor has ever done. Would you? What if you took the ARPA funds out of that equation? Would that would that number be the same? Would your yeah, would your you, would your, it, would your, would your stat or your um your statement be the same? Yes, uh, absolutely would. In fact, uh, to, to so let's just talk about just general revenues, right? So just state revenues. So let's let's focus on state revenues. The growth in state revenues last year, the growth, just the growth in state revenues, uh, was more than two billion dollars. To put two billion dollars into perspective of how much money that is, the the uh, the value of every personal property tax bill for every citizen in every business in this state is about one point seven billion dollars. So we literally, just with the growth in our state revenues, could have gotten rid of every single personal property tax bill in the state and still had $300 million left over. But what did, is that what we did? No. What did Governor Parson do? He wasted all that money on pork barrel spending projects on everything from a dinosaur museum for kids out in Jefferson County to a, a, over a concrete. Guys, they spent $200 million on a concrete overpass park built over the top of I-70 in Kansas City. Of all the things that the people of the struggling households in this state need, a concrete park built as an overpass to a highway in Kansas City is not one of them. So we are wasting that money. I, I refer to this year's budget as making earmarks great again. That's why I keep saying that in 2024, we need a reckoning in Jefferson City. We need a leader, a wartime governor that's going to go in there and kick over the apple cart of every one of these special interests and start working for the people of this state, reducing the tax burden, reducing the regulation, so that the next Tyson plant doesn't shut down in Missouri and the next business that's thinking about moving to Missouri will choose the show me state over the Tennessees and the Texases and the Floridas of this country. Yeah, so Governor, um, so, um, excuse me, Con- Senator, I got to ask you, Senator Igo, and I mean, I know I'm kind of running short on time here, but I want to get this in here. You know, you've you've come out like throwing some punches. You're, you know, I, no one wants to see China own our farmland, but you don't think that the um, the other candidates have gone far enough to restrict this. So, what what's going on with that? What's your thoughts um, with your policy versus theirs? My policy is real simple. I think that uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't allow the sale of even one single square inch to any foreign country or any foreign entity. That's it. Very simple. Uh, and I diverged pretty widely from uh, my two opponents. Uh, Mike Kehoe actually voted back in 2013 to sell a quarter million dollars or a quarter million acres of Missouri farmland uh, to overseas entities. Jay Ashcroft thinks the number ought to be 135,000. I think the number should be zero. Uh, and I think that I'm backed by pretty much the rest of Missouri on that issue. And if Mike Kehoe and Jay Ashcroft aren't willing to stand up and be the protectors of the land itself in this state, it's difficult for me to imagine how they can be uh, the next governor of this state. Does that answer your question, Alex? There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Senator Bill Igo, we got to get like some, <laughs> yeah, we got to get to some news and weather. But uh, we uh, appreciate you calling in today and giving us some insights. And and uh, I, I agree with you. And we, there's definitely on the China issue, we need to stop the sale of our land and to foil foil investors for sure. So, 